Pit Guys. This week's episode is brought to you by Epoxic Enterprises. Okay, we good? I, I guess so. We ready? Finally. Third time's the charm. That's what they say. Hopper keeps saying bad words, and I gotta start <laughs> starting over. What the f- oh, oh, you hush your mouth over there. So Jeff hardly says a word, and when he does, it's profanities. I pray that the Lord Jesus will forgive you. Great opening, as usual. Welcome <laughs> back, everybody. We took last week off. Yes, we did. There was a race. Uh, we were not at it, but no. we used it as an excuse to take a week off. Yep. Also, my wife, Mama, was out of town for the week, so we didn't have a lot of free time to just hang out in the garage and be silly together, right? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, you were busy parenting. Something like that. Something like that. Mc- Trying to keep a small human alive. McDonald's and I. You know, whenever my wife leaves town, well, has she lived? Whenever she leaves, like for like a little bit, and I'm st- at like home. when she goes to the grocery store yeah, with the girls. All of a sudden, I'm like, oh, I gotta keep these two small humans alive. Well, or how could I lose one and blame it on the other? Or how could I lose one and blame it on the internet? Because you can blame a lot of stuff on the internet. Speaking of internet, I bought the most awesome poster the other day. It was amazing. It's a poster of all, pretty much all of the conspiracy theories ever. Consolidated into, like, it's a flowchart kind of poster, so everything's got, like, arrows pointing to other stuff. There's conspiracy theories on there I've never heard of. And you know me and conspiracy theories. We're, we're kind of intimately involved with each other, right? Like... I may or may not be a tinfoil hat wearing card carrying member of the Just to clarify, you bought this from China, right? It was probably made in China. No, it's some dude printing them out of his Etsy shop somewhere in like California. Oh, even better. Yeah. So I don't know how uh, you out there listening, um, you know, now the thing is podcasts, right? We're on a podcast, but like you got... uh, um, Joe Rogan, he's kind of got a few out there ideas. And then, uh, oh crap, I'm drawing a blank. Who's that other guy? Turn the frogs gay, the freaking frogs. Uh, it's not. The who's a- the ATF guys? No, the dude, you guys know what I'm talking about. He's like always mad about stuff. He like gets really red in the face and starts just sputtering. He's a, he's a conspiracy theorist. Oh my gosh, this is going to kill me. Hopper <laughs> Shut yeah, up. you're pretty much describing yourself here, man. Okay, hang on. we got to look this up. Gotta... I only listen to a, po- a few podcasts. So, hang on. Which is ironic, man, because we are on a podcast. Hang on. Hang on. Stand by. Let's see. Alex Jones! Okay, Alex Jones. Like, he's right now the king of conspiracy theories, right? So, back when I was a kid in rural Nebraska, we didn't have really radio there's no internet so that's what you did you listen to am radio and like when planting season harvest things like that you're up really late and you're up super early sometimes you don't go to bed at all you just work and so you know here'd be a little hopper running a grain tender back and forth and it'd be like two in the morning and i'd be listening to coast to coast am with art bell does anybody remember Art Bell and Coast to Coast AM? I think it was 9.30 on the dial where I grew up. Anyway, original conspiracy theorist. So, okay, long story short, I got this poster because I'm into conspiracy <laughs> theories. And 
there is so much cool stuff on there because I love Googling this stuff and there's so much stuff I haven't heard about and it's going to provide me hours of Google fun. Yeah, someday, I'm sure, my dad will make an appearance on this podcast and we'll have to note right now to bring up AM radio. because Dude, we're... I bet, I bet Randy Swatsky has listened to Coast to Coast AM and Art Bell. I well, bet he knows who that is. Well, what we had on our AM, our local AM stuff, was like a, uh, it was like a basically an AM radio garage sale, right? <laughs> you call in and you say, I got this old lawnmower here. She ain't ran in three years, but she's brand new. I sell her for $55, and my name's so-and-so, and and here's my number. And then just people call in. It's like a hotline. I know my dad's got good stories from that because people sold some pretty weird shit. I bet. Wow. We we did not have that. Really? We're going to start that Dude, this looks like a thing. Man, I'm going to have to talk to some people I grew up with. And I can't... KWBW was a radio station out of Hutch, Kansas that had that. Huh. Oh, man. I I think one of the weirder ones I remember off the top of my head, this little old lady calls in. And she goes, well, my husband, he's he's retired, but he doesn't do anything. And you can... <laughs> You can call and pay him, and he'll come mow your lawn, and he'll he'll do this service or provide that service. Basically, she was prostituting out her husband, who I'm 100% sure had no clue that she was calling in and donating his services to folks. Well, I bet she was just desperately trying to get him out of the house. Or make some side money, man. One of the two. Pimping is tough. Wow. But, uh, yeah. yeah, man, that didn't really have anything to do with anything that we've done in the last two weeks. No, but I did get it, and it was cool. Um, I did get the last cable for one of our one of my many projects I have in the shop um, for rewiring some electrical a, motors. A project we can't talk about. Yes, we call it Project X. It is a dark project, <laughs> and by dark I mean it's blacked out, redacted. Um, we'll talk about it someday, but not... No. After the statute of limitations expires. Yeah, whenever that is in the state of Colorado. We do have a pretty big announcement. Yeah. I mean, I'd tell him to come over here, but he's not going to bring anything to the table. So, Well, let's see if he will come over here. We, uh, As many of you know, we, we pit for a lot of teams, but we are a part of one team. Oh, this is weird, man. You made it weird. <clears throat> All right, so those we're, of you we're, listening... Jeff has snuck up behind us and making weird faces just by having a normal Hi. face. Your face is weird. Hi. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Worst guest ever. Why did we agree to do this? Thanks for having me. So, you sound like your wife when she was on the podcast. <laughs> it's good to be here. So, we are a part of Such Rocky Mountain idiot. Speed and Fab. Uh, Joe Gould owns the team, the car. We race under the 4955 number. Um, I'm not exactly sure how it worked out, but somehow Rocky Mountain Speed and Fab bought a, uh, a second race car this week. Yeah. So, but, but, so those of you listening, you know, let's put the puzzle pieces together here. You're like, oh my gosh, really? Well, Zach and Hopper don't race. So if you put one and one together, it makes two, two being Jeff... Jeff now has a car. Forty-nine fifty-six. That's right. We have got a new car, a new number, um, and we are excited. We are pretty excited. 
it's going to be fun, man. This is going to be a totally different car than our other one. We're probably going to run it in the stock. Um, and when it's applicable, the stock NA. This is going to be the oldest Polaris Razor 1000 you see at the races, I promise. Mm -hmm. The original 2014 XP 1000. What is it, like 35 cc's? <laughs> Something like that. And uh, it's got about 3,000 miles on it. Oh, just breaking in. But man, we we sprayed some uh, armor all on it, and she's good to go. Yeah. So we're going to race it. But we're pretty excited, because now we're like a part of this two-car team. Not and really sure what races we're going to race at yet. We've we've talked about some things. But uh, yeah, we're, we're kind of like two divisions now, right? You got Rocky Mountain Speed and Fab South and Rocky Mountain Speed and Fab North. <laughs> yes. Because this car lives north of the other car. <laughs> yep. So, needless to say, Jeff's excited because Jeff's always wanted to drive a race car. And he gets car sick when he co-drives. Yes. He can only drive. He cannot <laughs> co-drive. He cannot be a passenger. Jeff is a driver only and sucks at everything else. Hey, you said I was good at driving. Well, but yes, you suck at literally everything else. So while, good at driving. So while we're recording tonight, you'll hear Jeff <laughs> clanking around in the back working on the new car. Since we're in his garage. But uh, yeah, pretty exciting. Uh, another announcement that I saw this week. Uh, it looks like uh, one of our former guests, Justin Reese and Bobby Lindgren, have teamed up. Dude, those are two cool guys to team up. And that's like way much cooler. You don't think it's cool that you and me and Jeff are teaming up on Rocky Mountain Speed and Fab North? Well, yeah, that goes without being said. Okay. But uh, anyway, Bobby and Justin teamed up. They made the announcement this week. Uh, Justin's going to take a couple years off from the 4600 stock class because uh, he's building a new Tacoma. Mm -hmm. And somehow Bobby must have talked him into buying this 4400 car, which they are going to convert into a 4800. And so Bobby and Justin are going to kind of share driver duties, and they're going to be racing 4800. That's kind of cool to see some of our uh, previous guests, you know, yeah. Shuffling pieces of the puzzle. And just so everybody knows who's listening, both Zach and I are wearing our Yoda Mafia racing hoodies. It's true. Cool, badass hoodies. It is my hoodie of the week. Yep. It's my hoodie of the week because <coughs> I was wearing my Hammers hoodie while, last weekend while I was rebuilding my transfer case. Oh, no. And unwittingly, no. I picked it up. Don't say it. And got RTV all over the front of it oh. because I had just sealed the two halves together and it oozed out. And I picked it up and I was like, you've got to be kidding me. And that's a beautiful hoodie, man. I so mean, soft. Well, it's, it's, let's see, it's 2020's hoodie. Not 2021's. What was it 2021's hoodie? So it's like a collector's okay, edition. Okay. And well, my year old hoodie got retired to be my garage hoodie, so I get that. Well, here's the problem though, it's RTV. That stuff doesn't wash out. It's not like oil where it's just like, eh, there's a stain. It's like, no, hey, you I got up. a big old stripe of gray RTV across the front of me. So we should talk a little bit about the race at Rush. Um I woke up at 5.30 in the morning on Saturday to watch this thing on the live feed. Huge shout out to uh, Pam and Miles. As usual, they did a great job. They mentioned us a bunch of times. We like that. And I apologize. I wasn't listening. I was at work. I'd been called out for a RAS pump. RAS being return activated sludge. A RAS pump alarm. 
So I was dealing with that. So sorry, I didn't get to listen. Some of us were trying to sleep. Yeah, I texted Jeff. He was sleeping. So I just texted him like 10 more times after that. <laughs> uh, great race, though, man. I mean, I've never been to Rush. You know, never seen the course in person. Last year, it was a mud fest. Uh, this year, a little bit of mud. All the cars were still brown. But, dude, I'm watching the UTV race, the first race. And these dudes, like Paul Wolf, is freaking laying down like 12 or 13 minute laps. Dang. And it's only a five lap race. And I'm doing the math in my head. And I'm like, man, he's going to finish this thing in like just over an hour. Uh, which he did, man. Paul Wolf, Wolf <clears throat> kicked everybody's ass. Which uh, apparently is like the new thing, man. We're gonna, we'd better get used to seeing this. Hmm. And then he comes out in his 4400 car. He sat on the pole for the 44 and the 4900 races, and he was running some hot laps uh, head to head with Josh Blyler. And uh, I think I don't remember what happened. Tyrod, maybe, maybe he hit a tree. They said I never got a real good answer, but regardless, we were happy to see. Him have a good weekend, man. Yes. That dude is on fire. Um, I can't wait to go to a race with him so we can hang out in his garage a little bit and see yeah. what he's doing. Dude, there's so many cool guys out there that we've talked to that we know that, like, I mean, I keep trying to figure out how I can just quit my job and go to races and hang out with cool people because there's so many cool people. And they're doing cool stuff like racing and building cars and announcing races and... Goodness. And here I am, stuck at a sewer plant. Ha! Oh, well. But, yeah. I thought I thought Rush went off great. It looked like MAO did a great job. I, I think that this, uh, this driver and team appreciation dinner night might be becoming a normal thing. That's cool. Yeah, you got to experience it, Moab. I didn't. Um... But what, it, what was on the menu at the other one? I don't know what they served, but I know they had a pretty big party. Well, I'll tell you what. I As much as I, I love the experience of a crawfish boil, not my thing. It's just, uh, <laughs> just a little creepy. Like When I'm looking at some big scary bugs, like Mars bugs, looking back at me, I'm and like... And then you're eating their turds. And then you got to rip them apart while they're looking at you. It's a little, uh, little creepy because... I'm not used to eating insects. <clears throat> but what do I know? I live in the middle of the Rockies. Yes. It's pretty dry up here. So what else has been going on the last two weeks? We got a new car. Yep. I uh, I had an interesting medical procedure. Oh, man. So Everybody put your, put your earmuffs on your kids. Well, you know what? This is real life. We're going to talk about it. Sometimes real life's messy. Sometimes we wear a tinfoil hat. Sometimes you do both. Yeah, you were doing both last week. So I've had like these stomach issues for like a year, year and a half. I don't know. It's been a while. And I keep getting procedures to figure it out and keep coming up with no answers. And the latest procedure I had was I swallowed a camera pill. On purpose. On purpose. Like a full-on capsule. Um... I was able to video myself doing it. It's on my latest doing stuff with Hopper YouTube video. But I swallowed this camera pill with flashy lights that took a 3D picture of my small intestines. Because that's the only place they haven't looked yet. Because I had the colonoscopy. I had the upper endoscopy. And well, lo and behold, my doctor calls today. And she's like, oh, you got Crohn's disease. I'm like, oh, well... One, that sucks, but two, awesome, because I was beginning to think all this was in my head. 
So I, I got... can verify that the amount of diarrhea that you have had is not just in your head. I promise you that. Well, it just it's been a rough go. But the so this pill, it goes through you, and then you gotta relieve yourself into a freaking screen in the toilet. And every time, not only do you gotta look in the screen, but then you gotta poke around inside the toilet bowl with a magnetic wand. Oh, it's one thing when it's at work and it's the sewer plant, but it's another yeah, thing when, when it's, it's your fresh. Turns. It just came out. Oh man! So every time. I had to drop a dookie. I'm going to get so many messages about this portion of the show. I had to. I had to go through this <laughs> colander sieve thingy and then poke around with the wand. It was ridiculous. So I had to carry this setup with me wherever I went. I'd take it to work. I, <laughs> I had it in my backpacks because I drive my Grom to work. So I had it in my house, my backpack. Then I drive to work and it's on my Grom and I got the stuff. Why didn't you just get two? Because it comes in a kit, and the whole kit is expensive. Uh, and the nurse was like, oh, yeah, if you accidentally flush it, it's like six grand out of pocket. Insurance won't cover it. So finally, it came out. I found it. I cleaned it, sanitized it, put it in the mailer. Did you feel like you were in the Matrix at any time? Uh, like Keanu Reeves, the Matrix? I swallow the blue or the red pill? No, I felt like when they lay you on the ground... Like in the rain, and they caught him and threw him in the back of the car, and they put the giant suction cup gun on his chest and pulled the spider out of him. Remember that? The spider oh, yeah, robot at the yeah. beginning? I felt like that was me, only instead of the suction gun, it was my your, butthole. Your butt. So, anyway, yeah, I uh, scheduled for another colonoscopy on May, May 10th, and from there we'll come up with a treatment plan. So. At least I know I'm not psycho. Short term, you just need to buy more pairs of boxers. Well, believe it or not, <laughs> that's happened a lot within the past year. I've had to ch I, I, I now carry spare boxers and <laughs> toilet paper instead of just toilet paper. So, uh, well, so it's embarrassing, but it happens. Shit happens. <laughs> Literally. Speaking of shit happens, this is a great segue into our guest tonight. Oh, yeah. Uh, we got Zandy, Zandy Willems from Rufus Racing. Uh, you know, Zandy's kind of quiet. I don't hear as much from Zandy as you do. You all know his partner in crime, Chip McLaughlin, mm -hmm. i.e. Chip Happens. That's his hashtag. <laughs> Check so it out. So cool. So cool. But uh, yeah, we're pumped to have Zandy on tonight. I think we're going to get some good stories. I've got... A handful of different people that found out about Zandy coming on tonight, mm -hmm. and they are texting me specific, very specific questions oh, to ask him. Oh, snap. So, uh, this could be fun. This could be like a little roast of people. Yeah. I'm always down for and he's from of he's, people. He's from Texas. He told me he was going to get a little rowdy tonight, so... Yeah. Should be a good guest. Well, I do have some very Texas-specific questions, or I should say a Texas-specific question for him, because I see Texans engaging in behavior, and I need this explained to me. So, I mean, we'll, we'll get to the bottom of some of these mysteries. <clears throat> I mean, here's the way I'm looking at the podcast, man. Even if, like, ten people listen to this, like, we still interview all these people, all these personalities of Ultra 4 Racing, Man, we've got a lot of people that we can hang out with at the races now. Yeah. 
Well, on top of it, they're just cool people. I mean, we didn't even pay for these Yoda Mafia sweatshirts. Somebody gave them to us. Yeah, we paid for them with good looks and charm. Oh, I was like, man, I didn't pay for this. <laughs> but, uh, oh, I did forget oh, to say. Yeah, go ahead. I did. So I've been, you know, I bomb around on my Grom mm -hmm. all the time, right? And, uh, like, I'm trying to figure out how to, how to stunt on that thing. Which I have strongly <laughs> discouraged Zach, him Zach from doing. Zach is such a freaking For the legal records, I have said, do not do this. So, Zach... If if Zach was America, we would have never gone to the moon, let alone discovered America. Anyway, I digress. So I 3D printed this little clampy thing to go on my on my throttle. So now I can ride around hands free, and I've been practicing because here's the thing: like I put my plate carrier on, I get my one of my weapons platforms, and I can go into like combat situations on my Grom, set the throttle, and be combat effective do you how cool would that do be? you remember the movie dumb and dumber of course i do at the end <laughs> harry comes in with a bulletproof vest and a gun and he shoots at the bad guy and misses a bunch <laughs> and then the bad guy shoots him and he falls down and, and lloyd thinks he dies and then he pops back up with his bulletproof vest and he said you know look at my bulletproof vest and he said well that's great but what if he shoots you in the face? <laughs> and that's pretty much what's going to happen to you on the ground, man. Your face is going to meet the concrete or the asphalt or the dirt. So anyway. What about the face, man? So, I okay, I do need a full face helmet. But the next step is I got to freaking learn to pop wheelies and ride oh. wheelies. I want a wheelie so bad, but I can't. I can't. I'm going to get it, though. I'm going to get it. So if any of you guys in the moto world are... Oh, we got to talk about Zandy and Chip are big Grom guys. What? Yeah, we'll oh have to bring gosh. this up. Dude, it, okay. Well, we're going to have them up there and teach me how to ride wheelies. Oh, my god. That's gosh. all there is to it. Anyway, yeah, that's all I got, I guess. It's been a good couple weeks. It has been. I'm coming off of uh, coming off of some busy work. Work's about to... Get a little lighter for a day or two, and then it's going to freaking explode because now that, you know, it's kind of getting warm and nice out, all the developers and all the builders are raring to go. Everyone's like, we need building permits. We need to dig. Where's the main at? We need to buy services. We need this. We need that. And then you're like, oh, well, here's the rules and regulations. And then they get all mad because they don't want to follow the rules. And you're like, what? We don't want to bury it eight feet because we're from Florida and we bury it a foot. I'm like, well... We got this thing called frost up here, so berry depth's eight feet. Anything less than that, you have to insulate the pipe. And then there's a big meltdown, and there's so many things that developers like to cry about. But, <coughs> I, like I said, I got a few quiet days, and then I got a bunch of big meetings starting up on Tuesday again. So I'm going to enjoy the quiet weekend, hopefully. I'm going to have a great weekend. I am going to adult prom here in Grand County, Colorado. You guys should see his hair. He's oh. an absolute nerd. But it's beautiful. I am really jealous. Every year, somehow, my wife finagles these tickets to what they call the Grand Gala here. One year we went, and a guy actually asked me, because I, I was still working at the Polaris shop, I rushed home, changed clothes, put on my nice tie, whatever, went to this very formal event, and I had a guy ask me, aren't you the dude that works on my four-wheeler? And I said, yes, I am. And he said, how in the hell did you get a ticket to this? And I looked at my wife and I said, right there is my ticket, sir. And he shook his head and left me alone the rest of the night. But basically, we call, we call it adult prom. The only problem with this adult prom that I go to every year 
is that the people that run it are like probably five to ten years older than me. So instead of playing like music from when I was in high school and going to prom, mid to late 90s, we have to listen to this crap from the <laughs> mid to late 80s. And I'm a huge music fan. I love music. I think I, I know a lot of music. Um, but man, there's like a good 10 year span where there was like barely any good music. And I just would refer to that as the 80s, I guess. So we'll see what kind of band they got this week. But yes, yeah. I did I did get a haircut. Yeah, you do look you do look fresh. Mighty fresh. I'm still considering uh keeping the mustache for this event because A, the mustache plays, man. The amount of respect the kids give me on the playground is high right now. <laughs> yes. And uh you are attempting to grow some sort of mustache. <laughs> it's uh it's it's weak. Let me just say that. But I want to encourage that because I felt like the, the day I really got my mustache and didn't treat it as a joke, and I treated it as a part of a manhood, Yes. I was free, man. So I think this mustache is really going to free you. I Like I said, I'm excited to see where it goes. Now, on the other hand, we have Jeff here who only has mustaches to be funny. And ironic. it's kind of creepy. I don't think he's even allowed on playgrounds anymore. Yeah, well, he's too grouchy. They see right through. Yeah. But, uh, all right, great open segment, man. We scatterbrained all over the place on that one. Yeah. I'm going to get a lot of comments this week. Yep. Let's, uh, let's, let's see if we can get our guest, Zandy, on here. Cool. Stay tuned, folks, because even if you don't follow Ultra 4 Racing, this is going to be funny. Um and maybe later down in the season we'll get Chip on here and we'll get the other half of the story. Or maybe not, man. Maybe we'll just listen to Zandy and whatever he says is what goes. Mm -hmm. So let's give him a call. Cool. Does your UTV need some love? Well, have we got the guys for you. Give Chase and Dan a call at Hypoxic Enterprises in Laramie, Wyoming. Replacing and repairing damage from that last ride, parts upgrades, and even general maintenance. These guys can give your ride the love and attention it deserves. Hypoxic Enterprises, where customers become family. All right. I, I think we might have our first guest ever from the state of Texas. Oh, boy. That's, that's, <laughs> that sounds pretty dusty. I mean, I think we got a guy from Texas on here. Our show is just going to explode on the Internet. There's we, a lot of Texans out there. Yeah. So uh, we got Zandy Willems here tonight from Rufus Racing. Oh, boy. Hey, Zandy. Hey, what's going on, guys? Well, thanks for joining us. We're really glad you could make it. Hey, I appreciate it. We, uh, we all obviously have heard about um, the famous hashtag Chip Happens. Mm -hmm. And everybody knows Chip, but you are like his uh, quiet uh second half right like no one ever i feel like no one ever hears anything from you man hey man i stand in the background and i just let the shit show begin you know <laughs> that's it i just you know you, you get a phone call from dave cole and he's like hey chip i'm like i believe about you know a quarter of what chips puts out there you can't believe anything he says really <laughs> well you know, it's like he just wants a response. He wants to just get under people's skin. He does a good job of it. 
Yeah. That tells me, man, that, that you're a smart guy. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't hung out, but I already, I already think you're a pretty smart fellow. Yeah. yeah. You, sometimes you can't pick your friends. I'm a testin, testament to that. I'm sitting here hanging out with Hopper. I mean, Whatever. You picked me fair and square. You had a lot of things to pick from, and you picked me. So you just remember that, young man. I mean, old man. Yeah. So uh, so you're a big part of Rufus Racing, man. You you race in the 4400 class. Uh, I've seen you race in the, the 4900 UTV class. Um, right. We want to hear tonight about like where you came from and your history, but also Rufus Racing. Because you guys, I mean, everybody sees your cars and, and everybody kind of recognizes you. But, you know, like what we've learned with a lot of these guys in Ultra 4 and, and off-road racing is people might recognize logos or cars, but, man, nobody knows uh, people's backstories, right? Right. Where they came from and how they got there. So I'm, I'm pretty sure you're going to have a pretty good story because – you're from Texas, man. Your guys' stories are always the best. Mm-hmm. I got gotcha. you. Well, I mean, I grew up, I grew up in West Texas and in the oil field. I mean, I mean, back in the day, I mean, you could it you could say that I was trailer trash. That was it. You know, we would. You know, we we moved around. My dad, wherever they said, wherever the oil boom was, that's where we had to go. So, you know, we moved to, I, you know, I lived in, you know, Denver City, and then and moved down to San Antonio, south of San Antonio, and then back. But it was just kind of moving around. Uh, I graduated in Andrews, Texas, uh, and that's kind of the the backstory on me. Uh, some of my history, I don't want to go into great detail on that. Um, as far as Rufus racing goes, uh, speaking of chip, well, for one chip, I think chip was going to be on the call with us or whatever. And his wife had surgery today and Hmm. it was a really quick surgery. Everything went well. So, uh, shout out to her. Everything went well, but speaking of chip, I haven't known chip for that long i mean it may be 10 years i would say um one of our one of our friends his name is logan we call him lulu introduced me to chip and brad and we were willing and and that's kind of how it all started because we you know i have a rock crawler uh we'd go willing build rigged whatever uh we'd go to clayton or wherever to to wheel we went to moab before but in a nutshell, so I was introduced to Chip and Brad, and after that, I'm like, dude, where'd you find these guys? I go, both of them are assholes. They're not, <laughs> you know, they are assholes. They're, they're all into themselves, and, you know, it's one of those things. It's almost like they're not really looking for any more friends because they have already have enough friends in their group. They don't want many more friends. That sounds familiar. Uh, I know some guys like that. Yeah, yeah. and... <clears throat> You know, so that was kind of my first impression. But but after that, once you really get to know them, I mean, they're really down to, you know, they're just good, good guys. Uh, I mean, Chip works for me now. Uh, so, you know, and for one of the companies, Eco Earthworks. And so that's kind of, you know, where Chip came into my life and, and Brad, I would say. Um, and 
they ended up, you know, like, hey, man, we need to go. You know, we went, we went to, I went to a King of the Hammers. I was sponsoring a driver. Uh, and I think that was 2018. So we went out to King of the Hammers. Uh, we met the Wicks boys from uh, WFR, the Wicks family racing. Uh, we met some Aussies out there. And it was, it was really a very cool experience uh, being on the lake bed and just seeing that thing grow from nothing to, you know, just blows up. And after that, we came home and like five months later, it's like, you know, Chip's like, hey, Doug Jackson has a car for sale. And so we end, I ended up buying a car five months later, coming back. And that's kind of where it all kind of started. And we, we got his car, we got it prepped. And, you know, we, we're going 2019. That was the first race under Rufus Racing um, that we did. And we went out and the whole game plan was, is to put Chip in the car as a driver. I had never raced in my life at this point, besides just, you know, racing up a mountain with friends and drinking beer. But we, we got, you know, we got out there and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to put Chip in the car. His Brad has been his co-driver. He's been racing for, I don't know, 10, 15 years off and on, maybe more. I don't know. So that was the deal because, so we went out there and then the, the, the plan was, is then I was going to start getting in the car as a co-driver. Well, they did so well. I'm like, well, we'll just keep it together. We'll keep them together. You know, they finished and, you know, it was like a top 20 finish or whatever. And this so is, enough, this is, race. what's this that? Is, uh, this is unlimited class, right? 4,400? 4,400, 4,400 class. Yeah. So we, we, you know, we're getting into it here. Boy, Me, you guys, bit, you bit off like a huge chunk, like right off the bat. I'm telling you, I think we should have started a little bit down the line, but but, but either way, Chip and them, they've already been in the racing, and that was kind of the whole reason. Mm. So, you know, we do it, and then I'm, like, I'm still in the background, and it's like, hey, so then we went to the next race, and everything's going fine, and I think it was probably mid-year mid that year. Then another card. So then Doug calls me up and says, hey, here's another car, and that's when that, – that was Nightmare. And – you know, and I'm like, well, so we went and looked at it and I ended up, that's when we ended up picking that one up. I'm like, Hey, I'm just going to let them drive that car. And then I'm going to drive this other car. So that's kind of where it all started. And I mean, there's a lot more to the story, but you know, we've, when we go to these races, we're just trying to finish races and get better and seat time. And every race you learn something a little more, you know? Well, I know I've seen you guys race most at Hammers the last few years. Uh, that's like where I started seeing that Rufus Racing logo. Uh, and you guys at Hammers, you know, you're the last couple of years, I think you guys have both raced uh, in the side-by-sides. Yep. Right. Got a little extra seat time. Uh, I mean, this might be a little bit of a tangent, but I know you guys are uh, kind of popular for your bets. You like to gamble a little bit. Oh, Yeah. And uh, last year was a pretty good one. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, I didn't hear about this. You'll have to give us the details on what the bets were, I guess, because I never, I never knew who actually won and who lost, because it seemed like you both might have lost. Well, the thing with that bet with the hair, yeah, the year before, the year before, the SEI guys, one of, I think it was Tommy, uh, and there was another guy, Don. Don was growing his hair out. Well, they decided that they wanted to bet me that I couldn't grow my hair out for a year. I wouldn't cut my hair for a year. Well, I've cut my own hair for the last 20 years. I don't pay someone to cut my hair. So I'm like, I'll take that bet. So we come home and I don't cut my hair for a year. My wife's going, what the hell? What's this? So anyway, so I don't cut my hair for a year. Well, then the next year we go to King of the Hammers and I had to wait to go to King of the Hammers to show everyone, hey, I told you my hair was curly, you know, and I don't have it in some places and I have it in other places. And so I went out and basically I won $100 on that bet. <laughs> the guy for, even forgot that he made the bet. So Tommy, he paid me from SEI. And so then Chip made a deal and he said, he goes, I'll bet you that if you finish the race, I'll grow my hair out for a year. I'm like, okay, you're on. So I won a bet. And then I chose with him growing his hair out. I'm like, you know what? I can go another year without cutting my hair just oh my to God. prove a point. And my wow. wife was really pissed off about that. It's like, hey, you already won the $100 bet. It's like, cut <laughs> that shit, you know? So wow. Chip's mop head, I mean, that dude, his, it, it, it was serious a mop. And dude, it, it, was it was all, it was horrible. It was all over the internet, man. Oh, I know. But anyway, so I finished the race. He had to grow his hair out and I kept mine. And so he, you know, we, we go back and we both, we cut our hairs in our, in my camper out there on the lake bed. I think he did it a little premature. He didn't quite fulfill the deal. I think he should have to do it again, actually. Hopper's looking up pictures of it. He did <laughs> not wait until the race. I mean, it was before the race. He, he, he had to, he had to wait to cut his hair and, but until the race. Well, he also we were on the lake bed. He also had a couple of different haircuts uh, while we were on the lake bed this year. I, I liked how he uh, like phased the haircut like right. in levels. Well, yeah. I was on the only part of that that I was he 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 cut the sides himself or had someone do that. Whenever I when I was the barber, I was the one that put the mohawk thing in. Yeah. I, we not that I'm a barber, but I, I thought I'd done a pretty damn good job on that mohawk. He uh he walked into the um, EV class meeting, you know, and we knew that he had a head full of hair. And all of a sudden we're like, who the hell is this guy? Oh, shit. Chip's got a mohawk. This is incredible. <laughs> and then, of course, no one was That's, surprised by that. Right. 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 I don't think anyone is surprised about anything with this, this guy. Honestly. Well, and, and I kind of feel your pain, man, because sometimes it's almost like you're guilty by association. I know. The problem, the, the problem is, is 
I love the dude to death. It's 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 to the point where it's, it's I wouldn't say a brother, but it, it's I, I mean I love the dude. The dude he he he's just wants to get re- a reaction from people, and he he's good at that. Well, he's been and, really good for Rufus Racing in general, so I was, I'll give him that. I was going to say that's great marketing, whether he intentionally did that or not. It, it is great yep. marketing for you guys, yep. you know. Yeah. <clears throat> so where did the name Rufus? come from for rufus racing well that that story could get real long i guess back in high school there was it, it was kind of like a joke or whatever and there, there there was a name rufus and then there's some other things that went along there and we can share that at a later time maybe in this deal uh, <laughs> but that's where rufus so you know, I met all of these people that I'm surrounding myself with right now crawling. So a, a, a friend, his name is Kevin Schaefer. He moved into our neighborhood. Uh, he was into jeeping. I had a CJ7 and, you know, you know, I come home from work and, and, and my wife is like, you're going to really love the, the who's moving in. I'm like, why? Well, he has a Jeep. <laughs> and I found out that he works on Jeeps and it's like, Hey man, I have this CJ seven here. It's already lifted, but I'm really wanting to do something cool with it. And, you know, instead of going mudding and, you know, go rock crawling or do, so we started building this, this CJ seven, it was a rust bucket. We had to go search for a frame. We built them on, you know, it, we built it on 44s in the beginning, which is a huge mistake, you know, Guys were saying you need a 60 and a, and a 14 boat. Uh, but, and anyway, so. So wait, you're running, as, you're running 14 of 44 axles and like wheeling the crap out of those. And they, they held yeah. up pretty good though, didn't they? Uh, not really. Oh, I mean, the okay. first time we went to Moab, we had a smiley face in the rear. <laughs> <laughs> so it was gotcha. it, it was one of those so we built this uh rig and we just kept and 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 diamond which is a, one of the mechanics on the team it's like and he stepped in and he started he worked with with schaefer so in in all of that it's kind of like things started becoming z-proof because we'd break and fix and break and fix and i would break everything they'd fix something i'd break something else <laughs> yes so but so the whole rufus thing getting back to where did the rufus name come from so diamond and i were driving to go will and clayton and it's like hey man i i i, I want to name my jeep and we just start going back and forth well back in high school the whole rufus name kind of that's where it began for me um and i'm like so i named it my my cj7 which i still own but it has tons on it and you know i still own it i'm like i'm just i'm gonna name my jeep i'm gonna name it rufus so we would show up and they would say oh rufus rufus you know there's rufus so then everyone you know was calling me rufus so that's kind of where that the name rufus came from so whenever we were deciding we're going to have a race team, you know, it's like, well, what are we going to name our race team? And I thought about it for not very long. 
The next day I show back up, it's like, hey guys, I, I already have a name. What is it? Rufus Racing. So that's where that's where that name came from. And I that's that's pretty cool. And you know what else I think is really cool is you still got that CJ sitting around. Um, you know, you you talk to a lot of these guys and well, myself included, you know, what's, you know, kind of what's the rig that got you into wheeling? What was your first rig? And you're like, oh man, it was this, it was that. And it's always like, oh, I wish I still had it. Wish I, you know, if I could find it, I'd pick it up, but you still have it. Yeah, I still have it. And I mean, it's one of those pride and joys that, you know, Diamond has put a lot of work into it. It's like, he won't even, he won't even let me get rid of it. He <laughs> wants to go and, and will it. Um, uh, and, you know, it's not that we're, we, as soon as we started racing, we stopped doing a lot of wheeling. We, we yeah. don't do the fun stuff. Now, racing is fun. Don't get me wrong. Sure. But, I, you know, I had an aluminum tub. I was wanting to redo Rufus and get a wide open design chassis under it and, and trick it out. And, you know, Diamond is like, he's, he's the main mechanic on our team. And he's like, no, we just want to keep it original and, you know, it, it's a stick, you know, it's like, that's what I learned to drive. And it's like, it, it's not easy doing some of those hard trails with, with a stick shift. Mm -hmm. Well, it's, you know, you said something funny there that, that I've talked to a lot of people, not necessarily on the podcast, but just in general this year, uh, you know, in our little tiny racing world, and, uh, you know, with this, with the buyout and the schedule change and, you know, all this stuff, you know, racing's fun. You said it. We love to do this, man. That's why we're all out here. But, man, you don't wouldn't believe how many times this year I've heard somebody tell me just, man, you know, maybe maybe I ought to just not race for a couple races. I just want to I just want to wheel for fun. I want to go back to recreational wheeling where we started, you know, because we all started there. Right. That's how we got kind of into the same place but then what's funny is when guys say that man the next time i see him is at another race mm -hmm. so it's it's yeah. kind of like this hard balance of because we've talked about this right you know jeff and hopper want to go back to moab we haven't been to moab in a couple of years yeah, two years and least. that was really where we got our start too and but how do you fit that into a schedule and, and a budget and yeah but man i mean i get it too because i love to go to races you know right it's it's just kind of a a recurring theme that i've heard this year and maybe it's you know part of that's post covid and part of it's you know the stress that we've all had this year on our schedule and the changes but yeah it's just kind of funny when you said that man that made me think back to all the other guys that have told me that hmm. well as far as us, I mean, we still we still have a wheeling weekend that we do once a year, Memorial Day, which is coming up. Mm. Is it Memorial Day or Labor Day? Memorial Day. And it's it's in Oklahoma, Burst Mountain Ranch is what they call it now. And it's a race. It, it, there, it's, another, it's a race, but it's a race with the rock crawlers. And basically, it's a race up a creek. And mm. it's pretty hardcore and it's gnarly. So we've, we've been doing it for four, four years, five years, five years. Eco staff was one of my companies. I've been the title sponsor of the event for all five years, including this one coming. 
and it's uh, it, it's it's a gnarly, it's a gnarly, and and the mountain itself, it's it's some of the best wheeling out there, and it's like anyone from everywhere. We got people from Louisiana that are coming, uh, Arkansas, you know, local guys up in Oklahoma, and it's kind of you know the shit talking is stirring. Uh, I didn't race the first year. The second year I ended up, I raced in the second year. Uh, I think I got second that year. The third year uh, I got first. Last year I blew an engine. Uh, we, we winched across the finish line and we still qualified fifth out of it. So we were, it was, that was pretty crazy that we even qualified fifth in that. Uh, so we're going back to, and it's a fun, it, there's a, there's a lot of really good willing up there. I've uh, I've spent a few Memorial Day weekends in Oklahoma. Um, I would imagine that's a pretty good time, right? Hmm. So you uh, you before you got into crawling, you kind of alluded to it earlier. You you did a lot. Did you do a lot of like um, what is it called? Mudding, mud wheeling. Like well, no, I wouldn't call it mudding. I didn't do. I, I mean. My boys tried to get me to go to Rednecks with paychecks for years and years. And yeah. I'm like, I'm out on that. I hate the mud. My yes. only mud was when we started, when I, when I first got the Jeep, it's like, Hey, I got this Jeep. So I go down to my, the local uh, golf course over here. And I'm down in the Creek going across the Creek by the golf course. And I mean, it's 70, it's the freeway 75 and I'm just mudding there. And then I take it out and we go off of 78 over to another Creek. And I have to call my wife. It's like, Hey, I need you to come pick me up. The, you know, <laughs> the rig is whatever it's broke down this and that. So that's the only mud I ever did. I, I hate the mud. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I'm right there with you. Like just thinking about mud makes me nauseous. Like, you know, I, I was a kid back in Eastern Nebraska. I grew up on a, on a farm and you know, you'd be out, my gosh, it's like mud. I equate with humidity and it's just sticky. And, you know, back, back where I grew up, it's all flood irrigation because we're on top of the aquifer. So you'd go around and, you know, flood irrigating, got these big, long, like eight inch pipes along the ends of the rows and you're in boots and you're slogging along. There's no wind. It's a hundred degrees. There's bugs and you're opening and closing these little water gates with a special tool. And I always equate mud to one you're hot and miserable and two like yeah i just hate it i freaking hate mud yeah i'm too ocd man i i like my stuff clean i like it straight and it just man cleaning like even after a rush last weekend it wasn't that muddy and your guys's cars were just brown i mean they they yeah. didn't know who was who on the course well i mean the thing is is you know, we were fighting dust on the trails. I mean, there was literally yeah. dust on the trails, but I mean, there's mud hose out there. <clears throat> and I mean, if you want to just, you know, ease through the mud so you don't get it on you. But I mean, when you're hitting some of those mud holes, it's like that stuff is just coming right over in your lap. And by the time you're done, you know, it's one of those things. It, and, and here's another chip thing. So we get out there and we're hitting these mud holes. And I tell Chip, it's like, yeah, I think I'm going to go to the right. No, go to the left. Left is the way to go. So I'm out there and 
I go do a lap myself and I'm like, hey, I'm gonna go, Chip says go to the left, it's the best, best way to go, quickest way to go. Well, I go to the left and then I stay left and I hit this mud hole and I was not barreling through it. I was like, okay, I'm just gonna mosey through this little mud hole, take it easy, I don't want this shit all over me. And I damn near got stuck in that sucker. I had that <laughs> sucker floored and it took, and this was only like a 20, 15 foot hole. And I mean, it took me a minute to get out of there. I think I was almost floating. Oh, and I get my. back in the car and JT comes up. He's like, where did you find this much mud on the course? <laughs> and I'm like, well, Chip was telling me go left. And so I went left and, oh, you went in that hole? Well, come to find out, I think there was two UTVs stuck in that hole because I think they were following me oh. after I got out. So, but anyway, but yeah, there's a lot of mud. It's like, and then we go to Tennessee and, you know, Tennessee and Kentucky have been mud, mud races for the last three years for me. Hmm. Horrible. Wow. So if you don't like mud, don't race in either one of those places. <laughs> How long does that take you guys to clean it off, man? Oh, my gosh. I can't even imagine. Well, we get back and we, we uh, sick our guy, Dougie Fresh, on it. And uh, he'll get out there and soak it down. And it, ta it takes uh, – we got Fry. He's out there. Normally, it takes about three different washes to, to really get it clean because – Initially, the first one, you get the skid plates off, and there's mud and mud and mud. So, boy, it takes a minute. Wow. And I can only imagine, like, you know, having to do a repair on the track with that much mud. Like, I, I just can't even fathom yeah. it. We like to complain about the dust that hammers, but, man, it, it's yeah. got nothing on what, what we see on some of those East Coast races for yeah. sure. Right. So you, uh, you've also raced a little bit at the new, I mean, I call it the new home course, uh, there in Jay at mid America, you guys were part of the nine one eight race yeah. uh, this spring. So, I mean, we all want to know, cause we were going to go and then we didn't go and, you know, we were part of that whole roller coaster, but we want to know about what, uh, <clears throat> what mid-america looks like man what kind of course right. is it what can we expect uh you guys actually did really good you finished a uh, one two in the 4400 race yeah um so tell us a little bit man about uh jay and mid-america and what what you think it's gonna look like well i guess you guys were one of the many people that backed out because of the snow and it was gonna be cold right <laughs> well that that's part of the story yes um yeah, that's pretty much the whole story. I'll tell you, I'll tell you right now, um, Jason has uh, built a really, really nice park up there. Um, yeah, they have a lazy river. They have all kinds of cabins and accommodations and bathhouses, you know, to where you can go take showers if you're camping or you're tenting or tent camping. Uh, by the race this, this coming, uh, like June or July, whenever it is, uh, they're going to have over 500 RV hookups up there. So it's really a class. There's really not a park, you know, like what they have set up. I mean, there's parks out there that, that, that get a bunch of people moving 
you know, and they just acquired Ultra Four or Jason did. I mean, there's not a park out there that has what they have put together. It's just, it's classy. You know, you you couldn't ask for a better place to go and, and, and they have a really good short course and, you know, they brought JT on board um, a while back and he's, you know, he gets out there and does his thing and, you know, and they, they made that course and, you know, we, we went up there, we were, we raced up there last year in the same race uh, and we ended up second and third last year. And then we ended up first and second. I mean, you know, there's not a lot of the big boys that are showing up. So it gives us an opportunity to go up there and, and not have to compete against the top guys. Eventually uh, the top guys will be there because it, it's really, it's, it's a cool place. It's really a cool place. Hmm. Yeah. And it seems like uh, they don't, they don't spare any expense. You know, if, if they find a way to make something a little bit better, um, somebody explained it to us, uh, you know, Jason, he doesn't like to have races, uh, and then have events at the race. He likes to have events and then have races at the events. Right. Uh, you I know, mean, you know, at the race, they have concerts every single night. I mean, it's a week long deal. This is like a week long ordeal. So there's like three, three, three concerts, I guess, maybe three or four concerts. They're bringing uh, in a rodeo. It looked like yeah, they had a rodeo. They have the motorcycles where they're doing all the tricks and doing the jump. They, they drag race uh, the cars. And I mean, it's just, it's one thing and another and another. They got, you know, the Barbie Jeep downhill thing going on where people are just, I think that came from the rednecks with paychecks thing. Uh, but it, it's really, it's, it's just a very cool place. So, uh, and so the accommodations are awesome. Funny story about the Barbie Jeep thing. Uh, one of our buddies was like, Hey, we need to start looking, you know, for a Barbie Jeep because we're going to race in that when we go to Vision right. in, in July. So Hopper texts me and he said, Where's the rules? We need to see the rules. We need to know how we build this thing and what we can do and what we can't do. And I was like, What are you talking about, man? And he said, The Barbie Jeep thing. And I was like, Oh, yeah, dude, that's not a real race. Yeah. See, I thought it was like, Oh, you take a Barbie Jeep and like somehow either you hop up the electric motor or put a bigger motor in it, or you <clears> know, on a, you like sit a, on it and hold on because you're yeah, going to be going what, into a big old mud hole. That's <laughs> what Zach told me. I'm like, Oh my God. Yeah, I said it's a bunch of drunk guys on a slip and slide and a Barbie Jeep. Wow. That's right. That's right. That, that sounds incredibly insane. Yeah, hey, you can actually be in the lazy river and you can watch the Barbie Jeep down there <laughs> off of that hill. Yes. Now, see, yeah. what I'm most excited is uh, these MAO pit bike races, you know, because we yep. we need to bring this up because I hear uh, I hear you might be a, a rival to our new gang. But we just got into this Grom world. Or oh, we, get, yeah. we get these Honda Groms. I don't know yeah. how much we really want to race the Groms, but we love them. Yes. And uh, Chip's well, been, I've been bouncing some ideas off a of chip on, you know, what do you do here? What do you do there? But he said, you guys were like the OG Grom guys in ultra four. Well, we, we, we definitely have some Groms. Uh, I'll tell you right now, you, you don't want to race the Grom on the damn Pit bike hill for sure. That's, <laughs> for, that's for small motor prospects. 
not for little uh, street rocket groms. It, it doesn't it doesn't go well. Suspension's not there. I had a scar oh, yeah. on one of my arms where I laid that sucker over. Um, hey, we did, you know, we did, you know, we were really cool. We decided we were going to race in uh, uh, Sturgis. So oh. we take our Groms to Sturgis. We're cruising up and down the, where all the bikers are. And you look at people and it's like they're laughing and they're like thumbs up in us. So, so half of them thought we were cool. And the other half of were just laughing at us. But yes. we had our Groms out there and we acted like, I mean, we went and we parked them and we'd back them in just like everybody else backs them in. And we thought we were shitting in high cotton. Well, yeah. well we're bringing our Groms to Sturgis. Yeah. So you should. I mean, yeah, we I, have ours. We have, we'll have our Groms out there. And, you know, we, 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 we had our Harleys out there last year and we're going to be bringing our Harleys again. So, well, that's what I was talking to Chip about. Last year, I didn't bring my Harley because I thought, you know, I'm helping some guys in the pits. I don't want to be distracted. Well, and then the layout of that race is just, there's a lot of downtime where you can't do much. Yeah. And I thought, man, I cannot believe I came to Sturgis without my Harley. So I'm the big bikes going this year. The Groms are going mm. this year. Well, I tell you what, I love my Grom. Like I, when it's not snowing, I'm driving my Grom. That's what I commute to work with. That's what I go to the yeah. grocery store with. It's you know, I got my knobbies on it. I got to upgrade the suspension because it, it bottoms out real easy on these yeah. roads. But, uh, man, I, the one thing I got to do is I got to, I got to learn how to ride a wheelie, like how to pop a wheelie and then ride a wheelie. And that, then I think I'll be cool. Yeah. But, I haven't mastered that. I haven't even try, attempted that one yet. See, that's I the do, second I thing. Get a big board kit on mine though. That sucker will fly. So if you want to race here, I'm, I'm game. Well, <laughs> straight away. I, I am definitely interested to see how that thing performs with the big board kit because, you know, I really want to be able to go, you know, up the highway, you know, where it's flat, I can do 55, but I want to be able to go 65. And uh, I keep hearing from Zach because Zach's kind of a weenie. He's like, no, you got to keep it stocked. No big board kits, but Zach's a weenie. So who well, listens I, to I, I weigh, I weigh about 220 and I think my, I get mine up to, 75 80 yeah. damn yes yeah. oh my Seems gosh like a terrible yeah. idea dude i was yeah. so i was just ever. getting ready to say the second smartest thing you've said all night tonight has been that you don't wheelie that thing but then you, no. then you told me you went 75 on well i did yeah. i did with my 3d printer i printed this little like clampy clamp so i can throttle up and then i clamp my throttle up against my brake lever and then i can like ride with no hands i feel like that's a pretty cool trick terrible <laughs> idea yeah well all i know is i every time i ride that thing i get a huge smile on my face and my heart is warm inside and it makes me feel even warmer inside that you guys are into groms i mean what a great world we live in well, hey, bring that sucker and we'll slap a Rufus Racing sticker on it. Oh, hell yes. So uh, I got to ask, I mean, because, you know, Chip told me you guys had a Grom gang. I mean, we've got strict policies in our Grom gang. Jeff, our co-driver uh, and the driver of our new car, he's had to follow a strict um, regimen of semi-illegal activities and blood initiation. Is that uh, something that you guys are as serious about down there, or is that just us? That sounds a little sketchy and scary to me. I don't know what the <laughs> hell you're talking about, but. Uh. Yes. 
Well, yeah, we uh, we're, we're still putting this one together. We picked this third Grom up for real cheap that it, it had some pretty hefty damage and we rebuilt it and uh, we're waiting on plastics, but we're about to have the third Grom go live here. And then we're going to have a, have a real, then we got to finish, you know, getting Jeff blooded into the gang. And once he's in, then we're, we're well, good I guess to go. you might as well just go get your Brandon iron out there and just help brand everyone in your gang with a Brandon iron. That, that mm. has been mentioned. That's like yes. that's like from like, that's a Texas thing there. The, oh, a Texas. So thing. what's funny is that when we told him, you know, this is the process to get into the gang, he wasn't super excited about it. Uh, and his wife, Jennifer was like, I'll do all that shit. Can I be in your gang? And then we all looked at Jeff and we're like, wow, Jeff, you're kind of a weenie. Yeah, your wife's a liars. <laughs> just shush. So we're talking about Texas things. I got a question for you. So oh, this okay. is gonna get this is gonna get good. <laughs> so good. Explain this to me. I've seen this happen a few times. So keep, keep in mind we live in Colorado. Well, I was gonna say backstory is we live in a resort we're in Colorado. So we're up in uh, like Winter Park, Granby. It's you know, kind okay. of uh west of Denver up in the mountains where the first ski resort on your, you know, once you get up in the mountains, like we're before Vale and all that. Uh, um, not Brecken, before Breckenridge too, yes. right? Yep, yeah. yep. So we uh, we get a lot of, you know, during the winter time, we get a lot of Texas plates and Oklahoma plates, and we all make fun of them because they show up inevitably in rear-wheel drive Suburbans and pickups. And like, who even makes a rear-wheel drive Suburban? But uh I digress. So I've seen this happen a few times and you get these Texans mainly. Yeah. Only Texas. I haven't seen Oklahoma plates, but Texas plates and they're going, you know, well, 20 under the speed limit. Cause they, I think they don't, they're scared of mountains and they don't want to go fast. So they just decide that the shoulder on the other side of the white line, the shoulder is another lane and they just sit there and they drive real slow is and that they a, turn their hazards on? Well, half the time they don't. And they're just they're just cruising along. And then you're like trying to slow down. You're like, why are you on the shoulder? And they stick their arm out and they wave you past. Is that a Texas thing? Or is that just a like, can you explain that? Well, I think what you're talking about is, you know, in Texas, marijuana is not legal. <laughs> so Texas boys come to Colorado. And they start smoking the wacky tobacco. It's like they have no other recourse. You just pull over and go really slow. That's it. the only thing I can say. It's like, I got full wheel drive. I'm not going slow. So I, I can't speak for them. But I, that's what, or if we're just talking over the last few years, that would be my answer. Well, that, that makes a lot of sense. Legitimately, it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> because, because there's no other good explanation for it. Right. Oh man. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad I got an answer to that. Cause honestly, it's been, it has been confusing me for a while. Cause like I said, you come up on me like, what the heck are you doing? Yeah. But I, uh, I bought a, uh, like I call it a County car, right? It's just a car. I drive to work every day. I take it down to Denver once in a while. It doesn't make trips. It's just a County car, but I bought it. Uh, and a guy was from Texas and he had a Texas plate on it. And so he said, well, keep the plate on it till you're registered. It's no big deal. Right. We've all done that. So for like two months, I drove this Jeep around this winter with a Texas plate. I didn't drive any different than I normally do. I didn't go anywhere. I usually don't go. I've never been flipped off <laughs> so much in my life. 
all because I had that white plate on the back of that Jeep, man. <laughs> people hate them up here, and I just I don't get it. Well, well, people in Colorado, they hate people from Texas, and they hate people from California. Yeah, but everybody and that's I think here the is the reason from. is because you don't want the cool people from Texas coming and invading into your little happy land because. You're, it's precious to you, and you don't want the rich people from California coming in. It get it's getting too crowded for you guys. Well, it is uh, pretty crowded. I'll give you that. Yeah, and I think that's the reason why a lot of people from California, a lot of people in Colorado, they hate Texans and they hate uh, people from California. I don't know why. What's funny is is that like half the people I know are from Texas, and half the people are from California. But it's like the second they get that Colorado plate on there then they immediately start to hate those two states again. It's like, man, yeah. didn't, didn't you live in California like three months ago? Oh, yeah, well, you know, I, I'm from yeah. Colorado now. They slap a native sticker on the back. Well, I will, I will have to say, to defend myself here, I okay, I, I still don't like people from California. I did not like people from Texas. And then one of my, one of my own, my, my very yeah. special friend, Dustin Peterson, decided to move out of Colorado to Texas to Dalhart, Texas. Yeah, you tell us, is Dalhart, Texas even really in Texas? Uh, it is. It's way up north. We, we've been, we've, Texas. we've it, been yeah. there. I mean, it smells yeah. weird there. Anyway, he moved to Texas and now now I got to like Texans because my boy is a Texan now. And right, uh, right. so so I, I got love for you down in Texas. Still, I haven't been. The Californians haven't won me over yet. But the main reason is because they 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 vote weird. They move here and they vote funny. And I'm just I just kind of yeah, people from California. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We got the same problem. They move here and move down to Austin. And, yes. Uh, yeah. They they vote for the wrong people. Yeah. The the wrong color. But speaking of California, and the reason why I can answer that question is i lived i lived in san diego california for eight years okay and then i moved from there i moved to colorado springs and lived in colorado springs for like a year and a half almost Ah. two years okay so i was married at the time and my wife was like hey we're moving she was getting transferred so i'm like okay so she was like hey you can go skiing and so when i moved to colorado springs it's like Cool. I'm going to go up to Breckenridge. So sure. I go up to Breckenridge and I hook up with some guy, these people that I met. And I was going to be a ski instructor. Mm. Well, you know, it's like, so I'm in. So my wife was at the time was living in Colorado Springs. I'm up, up in the, in the Breckenridge enjoying a really decent life. It was fun. Trust me. Yeah. And I was going to be a ski instructor, but then, you know, I was skiing every day. I, I think I skied 45 days that year. Oh, yeah. And when it was time to start, you know, because all of the people that were ski instructors before, because I'm not that good of a skier, but all of the ones before, they would get all the, you know, the cream of the crop jobs. And then when it was time, it's like, man, I'm running out of money. It's like, I got to go back and go get a job. So I didn't even, I was never a ski instructor. I was pretending like I was going to be, but it was, it was, it was a cool time in my life. I wouldn't trade it for anything. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I, I meet people all the time, you know, that first part of that story. Well, I moved to Colorado Springs 
And, you know, I'm going to live in the mountains and I'm going to go skiing and I'm going to go off-roading. And they get to Colorado Springs and they're like, crap, man, it's a long way to go skiing from there. Yeah. You know, the ski mountain isn't really next to Colorado Springs. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, man, anymore, you know, we always joke pretty much from the Wyoming border to Pueblo, Colorado. It's pretty much we just call it the front range. Yeah, or, or, I the call city. It, right? I call it all Denver. Right? I I call it the city. Hey, where you go? I'm gonna go down to the city this weekend, and then you're like, oh, what part of the city? Well, Fort Collins, or yeah. oh, I gotta. My brother Jacob, he's in the service. He's stationed at Fort Carson down in the Springs, and we'll go down visit him sometimes. And um, and I yeah, just different people sprinkled around, and then of course shopping you gotta go shopping down in the city sometimes yeah Yeah. i was i was down there today i i live in the mountains for a reason yeah but you know things you know we've certainly seen it change in the 10 to 15 years we've all been here but man it's still still tough to beat the winters are long but the summers man are just incredible here yeah we have one of one of the guys that's uh kind of becoming part of our team ryan rockhold uh with elevate off road or whatever he's he lives down in the springs and yeah uh, he's he's been uh he's been we met him in, in uh in in sturgis is where i actually met him so but yeah colorado how, springs how long of a drive is it from you guys in texas I, I don't even know where in texas you guys are really at but like how far of a drive is like a sturgis or a king of the hammers for you guys uh from we're we're in Dallas. We're okay. North Dallas. Yeah. I mean, but we're in the DFW area. For us to go to King of the Hammers, it's it's right at 21 hour drive. Pretty pretty uh, close to the same as what we've mm-hmm. got. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So it's I mean, it it's the thing is, visions is close. It's about a four and a half, five hour drive. Everywhere mm-hmm. else for us, it's like King of the Hammers is 20 something. If you go up to Sacramento, it's like, you know, over 20, you know, you go, you know, we can, we can go down. It's, it's closer for us to go race down in, in San Felipe than it is for us to go to Sacramento. Yeah. Yeah. See, we kind of run into that same thing where we start looking at, I mean, you know, Colorado, like we're fairly centrally located, but yeah. Yeah. You start talking about, well, we're, now we're going to have to go to Oklahoma two times. Yeah. Maybe three, which is, which is okay. You know, we'll make that work. You know, Sturgis, yeah. Sturgis and Moab are great for us. They're close, but yeah, two California, man, I don't want to go to California twice in one year. I'll be honest. I like going once. Yeah. I don't know that I need to well, go. Just to like the Wicks, the Wicks boys, they, they live right there around Truckee. And it's like, I mean, they're, they have races all around them. I mean, all, all those, all those West coast racers, they get so, because all the races are out there and you don't have to go that far, but when you start getting, you know, Tennessee and Kentucky and, you know, Hmm. it's far, it's far, but every, everything is far from us except for Oklahoma. Yeah. Yes. That'll race less than 14 hours away besides that one. That'll work out real good for you guys. I told Hopper, we need to start buying land and, northeast oklahoma right now oh yeah build a little shop keep all of our stuff down there something like that well i 
I found this this badass barndominium. Where was that? Oh, that was just outside Oklahoma City. Well, it was on 30 acres. It was a big barndominium. So it was like, you know, a big shop area attached to a living quarters. And it was like 130 grand. And right now the real estate up here is is ridiculous. You know, I live in this chintzy basically it's a double wide and I paid under a hundred thousand for it when I moved into it. And now it's, it was appraised at 500 K. So that's, that's our market here. So I was like, Oh my gosh, we could put shops on and houses and all sorts of stuff and have a compound in Oklahoma somewhere for like an eighth of the price up here. Yeah. But then you'd have to live in Oklahoma. Yeah, Then I'd have to live in Oklahoma. And well, I mean, I, Hey, why don't you venture out and come to tack it? Memorial Day. That that sounds hot. <laughs> it is hot. Yeah. Oh man. You know, see, like Hopper's from Nebraska. I'm from Kansas. I, I have a lot of family in Oklahoma. There's a reason why we live in the mountains, man. Yeah. That's we, right. we put we put our time in in the Midwest. Yeah. Yeah. Not to say that someday we won't go back. Maybe we will. I don't know. Maybe we'll be in Texas. You never know. Ah man, no no offense, but yeah. Although, although you guys I don't believe you, I you, think you're full of shit. <laughs> you are uh, coming to Texas to live. You do have pretty friendly taxes there in uh, in Texas, and people are friendly. People are well, friendly. Yeah, like, barbecues all right. Like that's the thing about that's the thing about like you you know you live in Colorado and you live in resort communities and you're just used to everyone being dicks everyone's grouchy everyone's rude <laughs> and it's just part of life and then you go to like oklahoma or you go to texas and you go into the gas station or a restaurant and everyone's so nice and i'm like looking behind me i'm like is, is there buddy behind me like who are they talking to and they're talking to me and i'm like oh my gosh right. i feel so welcome here and like legitimately you feel good and then you come back to colorado and you're like ah everyone here's a dick well, right. in the in the mountain resort communities, that is right. everybody. Well, there's you're sitting next to me, and you're kind of a dick. Well, I'll give you that. Yeah, that's accurate. Well, you know, it's it's just like you know what we were saying earlier about California and Texas. Uh, Colorado people, hey, it's like our problem here in Texas is, yeah, our taxes. You, it used to be good, but it's like we've got people from Colorado that pay high taxes. They move here. They leave because they're tired of paying taxes. Then they move here and then they start talking to other people. And they, all of a sudden now we pay more taxes. We got people from California doing the same thing. Ugh. And so it don't matter where you live. Uh, you could live in BFE and you're going to be paying a shit ton of taxes. <laughs> well, we need to like come up with some sort of social program, a social contract to where, okay, you're allowed to move different places but you can't take your voting practices with you. You got to vote how the locals vote. That's right. That's need, right. That's what we need. Oh man. This is about as deep as this podcast has ever gotten. Yeah. We have a pretty strict, no politics. Well, we didn't really. Yeah. Yeah. We should probably. We should well, probably. <laughs> yeah. We don't want to talk politics, I guess. Yeah. yeah. We, we come here to, to, you know, to like decompress and feel good about ourselves and talk about racing. And now here we are muddying the waters. <laughs> I will say this. I was very surprised when we go through California, we go through Colorado, 
and it's amazing how many Trump flags you see flying around. Oh yeah, South Dakota, man. Like during COVID, when everything was shut down, I went to South Dakota like three or four times for for trips because everything was open. It was closed, yeah. man. And you talk about. Yeah, I, I agree, man. I, I see you as far as I, we need to go on uh, politics. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of road signs, I mean, this is I'm uh, digressing here. This isn't really politics, but like you drive down the interstate through the Midwest, Nebraska, for instance, where I grew up. It's the weirdest thing because like you get one billboard and it's like triple X novelty stores, see our girls, specialty books. And in the next billboards, like Jesus loves you. And you're like, wow, this, this is some cult- clashing cultural icons. That sounds like a Nebraska problem, man. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely weird. And then the next exit, there's a like three school buses end to end painted like a giant cow. It's Nebraska. What can I say? Yeah. Anyway, we're getting into the weeds here. Better get out of the weeds. But well, I'm looking at some of the questions here because a couple of people told me I got to bring a couple things up with you. So these these are probably okay. embarrassing topics. Okay, uh, I'm supposed to ask you about the Z walk. Well, oh, <laughs> when, when so the Z walk, it, it's just a dance move, you know it. It's when, you know, when you get out there and you get the music going, everyone, you know, starts, you know, dancing and, you know, and, and I got this little beat, you know, it's kind of like a running man, but have you ever seen someone over 50, 50 years old, try to do the running man? It turns into the Z walk. <laughs> this is basically sounds like great YouTube content. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. I- it's awesome. You, you hey, might not have seen get, this. If we get out there and we have some music, I mean, I'm sure one of these days you will get to see the Z-Walk, but it takes a few coldies and some really good music to get that to happen. Well, I look forward. I look forward to experiencing the Z-Walk. I think it happens. I mean, it's going to be great I when feel it does like, happen. I feel like you might, it sounds like something you might be wanting to learn, man. <laughs> I mean, I'm down for anything. Hey, we, we have a B-Wagon that pumps out some music pretty good. So you just bring some, we'll just throw it in there and bump it out there. Drink some coldies around the fire. <laughs> Heck yeah. Now you're talking. <laughs> now you're talking. Oh. So uh, what else do you guys have planned for the season? Where else are you racing? And and what are you, what are you thinking? Because you guys have made a, made a good start this year. You've had some good finishes. Um I mean, Chip didn't have a good finish last weekend. That was some pretty impressive carnage that he created. But yeah, yeah. What are, what are you guys looking for for the rest of the season? What are you wanting, to, or where are you going to be well, at? Well, you know, initially when the schedule came out before everything changed, we were we were we were not going to do Kentucky and Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the North stuff we were going to do. Uh, I mean, we're going we're going to Tennessee. We're going to. Um, Crandon, we're doing the East Coast series. Okay. But then we're throwing in, we're throwing in uh, uh, Sturgis. That's that's the plan. Man, I love I love Sturgis. We talked about it just a little bit, but like, what a great event up there! Oh, it's great. It's that that course. We've been going up there. So this year will be our fourth year racing in Sturgis. We were up there dirt riot. 
And then I can't think what it was, Renegade Racing or something like that. And then last year was Ultra 4. And so this will be the second Ultra 4 up there. So we've been up there racing. It's, uh, we, we love it up there. You know, we go up and race and then we stay there for the whole week and just have a vacation. I love that we're piggybacking this giant rally, right? It's not like hammers where we're like the key event. You know, we're just one of many events, but man, the crowd, the people there, like there's just so much going on because of, you know, the time of year that we're up there and it just, you go to some of these races that are smaller and that's great. We like the small races, get to hang out with everybody, but man, that was a fun end of the summer race last year. Tons of people, a lot of big names showed up. I mean, yeah, it was, it was just a lot of fun. It was cool. It was cool. I mean, you're right there by the Buffalo chip and back on chip happens. He's got to make it seem like it's like hashtag chip happens, you know, right across the street, the big Buffalo. Yeah. But I don't know. know. The the cool thing is, is we go, you go do a parade of the cars over through the Buffalo chip. Last year was really cool. We, we showed up and, you know, they had a concert, um, I think uh, this year, I think it's going to be Snoop Dogg. So if you're up there, you might see a little Z-walking going on. Yeah. Heck yeah. yeah. I'll be honest. I don't know if I can hang with you guys uh, at the Buffalo Chip, man. You bring a big big Texas, like, attitude, man, and I I don't know if I'm good enough. Well, we did establish this at the beginning of the show that Zach – is kind of a weenie so i would say you're right zach i mean but if snoop dogg is gonna be there we might have to hang out with these guys i mean and then snoop dogg's gonna be like for shizzle you don't want to do no wheelies and zach's gonna be like because i'm a weenie oh man i never have to edit stuff out of the show i'm gonna have to edit everything hopper said (laughs) oh well well that's cool so you guys are on we'll go back to what we were talking about (laughs) you guys are gonna run east coast uh so yeah you're gonna do crandon you're gonna do tennessee um so you'll be yeah you'll be qualified for we're gonna be doing the oklahoma the jay oklahoma race right you'll do you'll do visions and then you'll probably i'm assuming you're gonna do uh legends of the fall legends of the falls yep we're doing that so that qualifies you guys for uh east points and national points yeah but we're not gonna we're the, the national points we probably won't because we're missing out on uh the sacrament prairie city and Moab, we didn't go to Moab, so well, we're I think have one. I think it's just the uh, three main events, right? Hammers, Visions, and uh, Legends, and then I think it's just any other two races. Right. I don't know that you have to race any of the West races for nationals, but <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know. There's there's a lot of craziness going on on how you know if. If you didn't race King of the Hammers, you're going to get to race a race, and you can count that as two races. Yeah. And I mean, it's just a weird, it's a weird year. And I mean, it's all fun. I mean, we're, we're, we're out there creating memories, having fun with family, mm-hmm. friends and family, meeting new people. You know, when we were, when we were at the 918 race, I mean, I think there were like 10 cars in the race. Well, Six of them were pitting in our pits. Nice. <laughs> That's so impressive. It's like, anyway, so 
it's like we we help people out, but in return, um, they help us out as well. So, well, isn't that a that's the great part about Ultra Four? Yeah. We talk about that all the time, man. You know, we we started the same way. We got invited to a race, and then we got invited to another race, and then we on the way home you have that conversation, and all of a sudden you you decide you're going to have a race team and build a race car. And then a year later, you buy a second race car. I mean, that's man, you're you're preaching to the choir. We're we're right behind you there on our terrible adult decision making skills. Right. But man, I wouldn't trade it for anything. It sure is fun. And and we love to go to the races and just hang out and meet people. And like I said, this is a great platform for us to share share people's stories. And uh right. I think you know, we had Paul Wolf on a couple of weeks ago. And it's like, man, you know, Paul's he's kind of new on the scene. He he is, but he isn't. But he is hot right now, right? He's laying down these Ooh, Paul Wolf. Yeah. Oh yeah. He he was pitted right next to us. Uh we uh it, it we we he he's he's fast. I mean, he's yeah. a UTV guy, and that dude is flying. Uh this course, uh we just right. I mean, it was really tight, and his car was wide, so I knew he was going to have some problems, some real problems. I mean, he come first; he won first in the UTV race. He smoked him. He, he smoked him big time. And yeah. and you see a guy like this, and you're like, well, you know, he's fast, he's good, he's he's finishing on the podium. And you know, we had him on here, and we're like, man, this guy's just—he's about as normal as you can get, you know. Yeah. He's, I heard he's a very humble, humble guy. Uh, they were right next to us, and there was a guy that came pulling in, an older guy, and he has someone. I can't remember who it is, but they call him Uncle Jesse. So it's like he brings his little cook wagon. So he's cooking. He was cooking for Paul Wolf and someone else. And then hell, we, we were taking – my wife was like she had packed us all this stuff to cook, and I'm like, hey, I gave a, gave a couple of the casseroles to Uncle Jesse and – you know, what about all the bacon and eggs? I'm, I'm, hell, we gave everything to them. They were cooking everything. We didn't have to cook anything. So, hell yes. But, it's really like half about racing and half about just like being at the races, yeah. right? Well, and I wish I knew the guy that, because the older guy, the Uncle Jesse guy, he owns multiple uh, Can Ams and mm -hmm. he has a racer that races. And when we left, I guess our team, uh, you know, made an impression on them. And so they're wanting to cook for us because they're going to be going to the races. So they're going to be bringing this cook wagon along and they're wanting to include us to where we'll hang out with them. So that was kind of cool from this last race. Huh? Well, I guess we're so, going to have to hang out with you so we can hang yeah, out with you and all the bacon. Hey, yeah. If you if wake up in the morning, you walk over, you got eggs and bacon and sausage <laughs> and biscuits and coffee. Who else was I mean, telling what us? Else? Somebody else we had on the show was telling us, like, you just walk over and we'll feed you. Was it? It was Justin Reese. Yep. He was like, you, we'll, we'll feed you. You just come over, help us right. a little bit. We'll feed you. And they, they, they did that when we were at the um, area BFE in Moab. We just walked over there. Every time I walked over, there was food. You know, as, as a fat guy, like, that's the best way to become my friend is be like, here's some food, Hopper. And then Hopper's going to be hanging out. Man, we don't even need to be packing food anymore. Yeah. Uh, Uncle Jesse sounds like an awesome guy. I need to be friends with him. 
Oh. Yeah. So yeah, Uncle Jesse, his real name is Jerry Hill, and his wife is named Denise. Okay. Hmm. So we're gonna have I still to. Still don't know. I still don't know who the driver is that races his 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 Can Am, but he has he has multiple Can Ams. So. We might have to approach him about a possible pit guy sponsorship. <laughs> yes. Now, there you go. Yes. So since Monster won't call us back, freaking, we just keep giving them our money. Yeah, we buy all the Monster. Yeah. Hey, good luck with the sponsorship thing. That's a that's a whole nother game, boys. So, I mean, you you bring that up, like part of our Rocky Mountain Speed and Fab. You know, we've we've got a team owner and a business owner, Joe, and you know we run his. His business is basically sponsoring us. You know, it, we've talked about this before with uh, other guys, you know, Paul Wolf and a couple of the other Can-Am guys we've had, you know, how do you get these sponsors? And man, it is, it's a different kind of game. It's not something that we're really used to, but, mm. you know, what do you guys it, think? It's, it's, a, it's, a tough, it's, it's a tough, it's a tough, it's a tough game, the sponsor deals. I mean, the big, the big guys, uh, I mean, they're always going to pull the, the big players, you know, and it's like, you know, I was in a, I was in a driver's meeting and, you know, Shannon, there was someone in there and I can't remember who it was, but Shannon Campbell went off on somebody. It's like, and he was like, Hey man, I grew up poor and this and that, and I bust my butt and, you know, and, and Monster comes along, and if it wasn't for Monster, I wouldn't be racing 4,400 Ultra 4, you know? Um, but, I mean, it's like it's hard to come it, – it's – those guys are good. But, I mean, you know, you're Paul – all of them, all of the big guys, all of the big guys, they're, they're out there competing. They got nice rigs, and, you know, it's just tough. Yeah, yeah, but but hey, we don't have a problem. We we'll go up against them. And yeah, well, it's just, they're just they're. Yeah, no, I I totally get it. You know, like you're you're out there having fun. You're putting your best foot forward, and and uh, you know we're going to the race either way, right? Exactly. I mean, we're racing whether we got sponsors or not. Yeah. Uh, well, it just and 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 speaking of the sponsors, it's like we have some sponsors. Uh, Eco Staff is is a company that that I have a business partner, and that's where everything started from. Uh, Eco Staff is basically sponsoring the whole team, uh, but you know we've been very fortunate. We landed Maxis this year, so you know we 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 got to know Chris Shaw and introduced us to the the, the right people, and so we have a, a tire sponsor, which that's cool. Oh, that's um, that's huge, especially for you guys. Yeah, four hundred. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, we 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 pop tires pretty regularly. Um, then we have uh, visions, vision wheels that they came on board when we got Maxis. They kind of piggybacked, and we had a little bit of a relationship going. We have another one, Nightstick. Uh, which Nightstick? It's it's a lot. Of, it's lighting. Mm -hmm. uh, whether it's for fire department or you know we've got all kinds of lighting and then Baja design you know that's kind of that's that's it in a nutshell for our sponsors but I mean hey we're 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 open you know I've been trying to uh I've been trying to get you know we've got a couple of people they've said oh we know someone with Budweiser so 
I really, we, we really need a Bud Light sponsorship. Is what we need. <laughs> yes, I love it. I want to know who's the first first forty four hundred car to have a beer sponsor. Hell yeah! Well, you know, I don't, yeah. I don't know if you watch much US, uh, UFC. I don't watch a ton, um, but I know a couple of the names and Cowboy Cerrone. Uh, I know him just because he's. He snowmobiles up here, and back in the day, I built a couple of sleds for him. But he is—he's uh, sponsored by Budweiser, and yeah. he's a big, you know, big-time athlete. And he ran at the Met 400 this year, and he had a full Budweiser wrap. And wow, they, talk, they talked about it. it's a very unique sponsorship for Budweiser hmm. uh, with him. But, well, I mean, I'm all—I'm all—I wouldn't mind having the Bud Light wrap or whatever but man i would just like to have the the beer free beer man you just need the product yeah that's yeah, what the that's product. what we're saying and then, and then we'll just give it away to everybody so then it'll it'll be a really big party yes well and this year man if you really wanted to get the key sponsorship you'd find somebody to st- sponsor your stinking fuel man uh-huh. i mean that's oh, what, yeah that's, that's what's going on well what else you got? You got any other sponsors you want to yell at? You should. I'm going to do you a favor here. I, I don't do this for everybody, but we like you. You should probably thank your wives because they they're going to well, listen. You know the, the the thing the the number one thing that you know when whenever whether when they always ask that question, you we always leave always leave out the wives of the whole race team, not just my wife. Uh, the the families that allow you know uh, the co-drivers it's like I always forget about my co-driver to thank my co-driver for you know keeping me you know somewhat out of I I, I tip I tend to get myself into trouble whether I the co-drivers yelling at me no 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 or not but you know I I really if it if it wasn't for the wives to allow the guys just to go do what what we enjoy and i mean we have a good time we we love it when they come along uh, you know whether you know they're trying to keep us in line or not uh but we we love having them at the races they don't always get to go to all of them because it kind of gets expensive and you know when when you got the king of the hammers i mean that's like all that's like a full vacation for most people you know so and some of the traveling, it's like they didn't go to the. They were ju- they were kind of like you guys. Uh, they didn't go to the nine one eight race because it was too cold, you know. <laughs> they're, they're, you know, they didn't go to Kentucky because they know it's going to be muddy and it's always rainy. Yeah. But, but anyway, we I, I appreciate all of them. I appreciate the uh, the people on the team, people that are not on the payroll that come along to help support in the pits. Uh, you know, the last race we had, uh, we had Jim, Jim came along, Jim Moore came along. Uh, uh, Travis came along and Troy came along and they didn't have, they were supposed to fly, uh, but Jim had some instrument problems in his little plane and, it was like I was like I'll pay for you gas. No, don't worry about it. He he just retired as a fireman. He hmm. goes, I need to get some miles on it. So they were gonna fly, but then they couldn't fly, 
And so they ended up driving out. So I really appreciate because at one point we was going to have one person in our pit and that was it. Wow. Don Fry. But anyway, we were, you know, we were kind of scrambling at the last minute. Yeah. And I, I think we feel the same way, man. Our wives have been to a race or two. Uh, they don't go to all of them. I mean, let's be honest. There's some that they don't want to go to. Um, right. But, you know, they got to experience a couple of days at Hammers this year. And yeah, you're, you're totally right. We wouldn't be doing any of this uh, without their blessing. Uh, yep. You know, I'm sure they'd like to whack us over the head with a pan a couple of times and try to knock it out of us. But it was we loved having our wives at Hammers this year and, and they just couldn't believe it. You know, they were just like us the first time we went. Yeah. They roll in and they're just like, you, you told us what it was going to be like and we didn't believe you. Like, and you just, well, you, you've been well, there. Here, here's, here's the other thing. So King, this next year, King of the Hammers, and I'm just going to throw this out because now that the whole COVID thing that we went back to having flu, flu A, flu B, no more COVID bullshit. Uh, now people can fly. So this next Hammers is going to be a classic. The boys from across the pond are coming back over from Australia. Ozzy, hmm. uh, Pip, Pip and the crew, they bring, when they came over and raced, they had like 25 people that came with them. Uh, and I have a third car and I've, I've offered it up for Pip to, if he comes over to come over and drive that car, he's coming over anyway. I think he's coming over, uh, in December. And he's going to, he's going to be staying with, with us here in, 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 uh, Texas. And then he's going to make the trip out to King of the Hammers. Uh, and then they're going back. So it's, it's going to be pretty cool there. If you haven't partied with a whole bunch of Aussie people, you hadn't really partied, man. Dude, that's, that's, uh, on our list. We, uh, we might've had a little run in this year with the Germans, um, but, but we've, we've since worked that out. I think we're all cool. Uh, I think we're going to maybe get the party with the Germans a little bit, which I I'm looking forward to that. Mm. Yeah. Well, but, and then, yeah. you know, just like you were saying earlier, you talk about the travel constraints, you know, our friends up North at the, uh, Yellowstone off-road racing circuit up there, uh, Aaron and Grizz, you know, they usually have a, a bunch of teams come down from Canada and run their circuit with them. And, you know, because of COVID Canada's border has been closed. So we've missed out on meeting cool people because of that. So, you know, it's going to be exciting as the world, as the world continues to open back up to meet all these new people and uh, get yep. to faces and, you know, up North, it's a bunch of Canadians. I don't know. Do they run the maple syrup in their differentials is I, I don't know how they do that. Like, yeah. so yeah, I, I get it. It's it's gonna, you know, the next hammer is gonna be pretty crazy. Yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a good one. Yeah. Well, man, I really appreciate you yeah. um meeting up with us tonight. I know it, it's late at your house. You're not in the mountain time zone like we yeah. are. Well, and uh my wife was real disappointed that we wasn't gonna that we're I was gonna be, she is like, what nine o'clock? anyway she had other plans but oh well well you'll have to <laughs> you'll have to thank her for uh allowing you to for sharing you with us right. 
Um, that's much appreciated. Yeah. Well, she, she, she knows that. I, I want to thank you guys for even, you know, thinking about having, uh, uh, Rufus racing on here. It's like, really, we don't, we don't look at ourselves as someone that people really want to hear about, you know, our lives or whatever, but I really appreciate the opportunity just to, 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 to speak with you guys. Well, like you said, man, Chip, Chip does a good job of uh, marketing for you guys, <laughs> whether yeah. you like it sometimes or not. And, uh, you know, Rufus Racing is a, I mean, you guys are at the races and you're, you're finishing right. well and, and people want to know who these guys are, like who everybody is, right? We, we right. want to right. share, share other teams like you guys, you know, you're normal guys. You're not racing right. for your career. Right. And, uh, you know, we appreciate getting guests on like you guys that are just normal. Now, I, I kind of want to thank you, too, for being able to be on here and uh, not having Chip on, man. It made it really easy. I, I feel like we'd have been here for another two hours probably if Chip was on here. Yeah, yeah. All but, right. Uh, well, well he, he, like I say, his his wife had surgery and he 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 had to do he had to do what he had to do because he took care of her he loves her and 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 that's that's what he needs to do. I mean, if there's a picture but, of him wearing a uh, an apron, cooking dinner, uh, you know, maybe mopping the floor, taking out the trash. If there's some kind of picture like that that exists, we'd love to share it on social media. Oh, I'll have to send you. I'll have to send you a picture. Uh, you know, Angela has a couple of pictures of, you know, he's got the, the, the glove on his head, you know, with the finger sticking up like his little mohawk. Yes. <laughs> and then he sent something like he sent, he sent a text to my, to my wife that was saying something about, yeah, the nurse did when the nurse was asking me, Hey, what kind, what's the surgery about? He goes, he, they didn't take too kindly that he told him, oh, it's to, it's to have his Adam's apple removed. <laughs> oh, boy. So, I mean, the shit that this dude comes up with sometimes is pretty hilarious. Yeah. I'm, I'm sitting right next to the same kind of guy, man. No. Hey. Well, but, we need to – We need to. Uh, I don't know. What's the next race you guys are going to? We're going to be at Visions in Oklahoma in July. Okay. Well, we're our 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 actual next race uh, where we're going to take this new car. We're hitting up Yellowstone off road. Uh, we're going to go to the Montana Big Sky Two Hundred. Um, okay. Because we we have become friends with Grizz and Aaron who run that, and we gotcha. love we love the race. It's a cool course, but they've also asked us for some stupid, terrible reason to uh, help on the live feed. So we're going to get to play. I'm going to be like Miles, and Hopper's going to be like Pam. <laughs> Damn, sorry, Pam. Yeah, that's yeah. you got the short end of the story. We're gonna get to be on the line hey, for one day. Those, those, those two, those those two do a very good job. They really do. So, you guys, if you're gonna be pretending like them, you got some big shoes to fill right there, well, my friend. See that? That's the thing. Like, I'm not gonna pretend because pretending is gonna make me look bad. I'm like, oh boy, yeah. I'm, I don't want to smear their good names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. Like I said, man, we we appreciate you coming on tonight. Um, thanks for everybody for listening. You know, we're we're gonna have a couple more good guests on the next few weeks. Uh, we apologize for taking last week off, but 
man, it sure was nice to spend a Thursday evening at home. Mm, yep. And uh, yeah, everybody tune in uh, next week. We, like I said, we appreciate you listening and hit me up with any messages. I'm sure I'm going to get some messages about the open segment tonight, man. Well, you, know you what? said some pretty racy things. I mean, if you want to call bowel movements and diarrhea racing, oh, then go gosh. ahead. All right. Well, on that note, we'll wrap it up this week, guys, and uh, stay tuned. We got more for you. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to The Pit Guys. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and all major podcast platforms. We'll see you at the races.